Welcome everyone to the men's show on Awakened Catholic. Today uh, I'm joined by three of my brothers in the faith and we're going to be talking about um, whether or not we're going to have our dogs and cats and animals of all kinds in heaven um, and it's going to be an interesting conversation and I think it's important because hey, there's a cat climbing there's up the a wall cat over there. Climbing, the cat wants to know Honestly, too. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I think that this is a topic that's going to kind of help us understand ourselves more as well. So all of that coming up right after this. All right, boys. So today uh, we're going to talk about animals in heaven. Is it a thing? Should we look forward to that? It's going to be a really interesting conversation. Even just leading up to recording today, I was getting frustrated that we had so many conversations we didn't record on this topic. But before we begin, uh, I want us to introduce ourselves. I'm Nick Delatore. I'm Rob Holler. John Mark Grodi. Peter Range. All right. Uh, Also, before we get started, John Mark, if you want to... Mon Capitan. If you like what we're doing here on The Men's Show and on Awaken, uh, Awaken Catholic, join the Awaken Nation. Go to awakencatholic.org slash donate, you know, a one-time or recurring uh, donation. We really appreciate that. Supports this ministry of bringing truth through beauty. And another great way to support the ministry is by downloading the Hallow app, which is a Christian meditation app. It's very beautiful, well well implemented. Many of us here at The Nation use it. Go to hallow.app slash awaken and get the 30-day free premium subscription. Yeah, beautiful, man. The other thing I'll add to that is you might notice if you're watching this episode, you know, John, Mark, and Rob are so beautifully and brightly lit, and Peter and I are just kind of off to the side in the shadows. It's part of our terms. Um, if you want to <laughs> <laughs> help us have even lighting at Awaken Catholic <laughs> Studios, join the Awaken Nation by visiting awakencatholic.org slash donate. Nice. All right, brothers. I there had to be a reason. Yeah. Right? <laughs> hey, they got lights over here they're not using. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's a ploy. Not news. true. Not true. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So uh, how did we get into this? Because th- we oh weren't even planning on gosh. talking about this. And then when we were preparing for the show today, uh, somehow this kind of came out of the blue. Does anyone remember how this topic came how up did for us? Started? No uh, idea. Rob? I think I just asked. Said you just it. put it out there? Yeah, I just said it. It connected to something. Yeah. No, well. I don't know. Your cat was about to chew on those wires there yeah. <laughs> a second well, that, ago. That and was I thought, definitely not going to happen. Our talk was going to get really practical. Call the kids down and have the conversation. All right. So why don't we begin uh, the way that our conversation began, like after the, it was initially brought up, John Mark, you shared that you see eye to eye with C.S. Lewis. So why don't we begin by kind of setting the stage with sort of arguments for the sake of or, or for the, the idea that cats, dogs, animals are going to be with us in heaven? Before John Mark does okay, that, just though, kidding. can I just make the statement that Rob is not wearing shoes? And are we all comfortable <laughs> with that for the rest of the show? Hey, Aww, hey, little hey. jubilee. I'm, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, you're if you're fine. not watching, you missed out on a really cute <laughs> cat. Yeah. That yeah. jumped onto Rob's anyway, lap. Sorry. All right. Thank you for highlighting. We, we should also Rob's talk about our implicit bias. We'll go around and say what pets we have. Oh, the cat is on my... That's fair. Okay. I'm, what, what pets do we have? I'm, I, I have a dog. I'm a dog and cat person. I can, I can go, I can swing both ways there. I have no pets at the moment. However, there are some pets that have been very dear to me, including Irma and Max. Thanks guys for watching. <laughs> and, That's uh, so great. Yes. No, I, I love animals in general. Just, yeah. 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 I have one cat, uh, Miss Calico Mittens. 
So. <laughs> That's her name. Please tell me you named you, her. You named her that. Yeah, right? absolutely. <laughs> She's got uh, six six. What was toes? Your... She's polydactyl. Nice. So it's mittens. Really it comes from. Yeah, mittens. Both six her front toes. Little paws. I didn't even know that was a thing. She's got big little mittens. And she didn't even grow up in like an irradiated city in Russia. Like, no, it's She's... a normal thing. Okay, it happens. Huh. Interesting. Specifically in calico cats. Interesting. So, okay. And the majority of calico cats are female. I did hear Almost, that. Like I, I think it's like ninety percent of them are female. Yeah, I did hear that. Couple lucky guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and one of our kittens actually. The reason I heard that is because she's like I think it's called tortoise something or other. Yeah. Uh, Colleen, what's the name of that? Tortoise shell. Yeah. Um, and similar to calico, most of them are female. So interesting. Apparently, interesting. although I, it's twenty twenty, I'm not sure what she identifies as. We should ask. <laughs> but <Cabin>. anyways, um, <laughs> so. Uh, I have three cats um, in my life. I've had cats growing up and uh, usually our dogs were poodles, mini toy poodles. Uh, I am dreadfully allergic to any animal that sheds, but in particular cats, uh, which tells you the type of people in my family and that I'm married to. They just don't really love me. <laughs> um, but here we are. No, I I, I, I actually take so allergy the, so medicine. this issue has a real practical import yeah. for you. <laughs> um, but I take allergy medicine every single day because I, I do go. love the cats and I, I like sleeping with them. And If cats are in heaven, will you be allergic to them? Yes or no? No. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> Maybe that's a whole other episode. Oh, I don't know. Um, cool. So thank you for the idea to share our implicit bias. Uh, so John Mark, back to C.S. Lewis and kind of the thoughts you had about well, that. I don't have the quote in front of me. Maybe you do. I don't know. I don't think Lewis would have ever posited as a um, posited it as a, a definitive proposal that that there are pets in heaven that this does happen. I think uh, if I remember correctly, his speculation was that perhaps you know we could speculate perhaps we ennoble the beasts that we love and that we care for in some way and we don't know a lot of the details of heaven and that's i think that's one of the the main kind of philosophical theological points here that to to play around with which is that we can we can say we, there are things we can say in the negative about heaven it's not x y or z but there's a whole lot that we can't necessarily that we can speculate in the affirmative we don't know the details you know, I, I brought up um, a connected point, you know, once when my, my son, I think it was maybe six or seven, um, and he's got a teddy he loves a lot. And, you know, we're in mass and he's he's beginning to understand more of what's going on. And one day he starts crying in mass and he says, Daddy, I'm not sure if I want to go to heaven because I, I don't know if Teddy will be there. You know, mm. you know, and in that moment, your you're father, your daddy hasn't encountered this question before uh, and many of the, the topics connected to it. And, you know, what I could say to him there was like, we don't know what heaven is like. Mm -hmm. Okay. What I do know is that you will be happy. You will be fulfilled in God. You know, you will not be lonely. You will not be sad. You will be fulfilled and happy. That's what we can say positively. That's what's promised. We have a lot of, we can say a lot of that positive thing about what Christ has promised, but the details of that, of what a, a new heaven and a new earth looks like, you know, for, for human beings, I think they're, that's all kind of in the realm of speculation. And so back to your original point here in terms of what Lewis said, I don't think he would have ever, you know, positively made the argument. Yes, there are definitely dogs in heaven, but he was one to say, well, no, we don't know those details. And um, perhaps it could be so if God 
set things up that way. Interesting. So I want to say, and I really hope that animals are in heaven. I really do or did love Max and Irma very deeply. However, from a theological like approach or concept, like I think that there are some things that we do want to define to say, like, this is what we do know to be true. Sure. And so like the catechism would point us to the fact that we do believe that human beings are the crown of God's creation. And part of being the crown of God's creation is the fact that we have this immortal soul destined, unlike any other creature, to live eternally with God forever. Mm-hmm. So like the human soul we know is like, is immortal, does have a destiny, whether that's eternal bliss or or the other way that we don't want to go. Um, animals, it some of it is conjecture, but you know we would say that animals, because they don't have the rational ability to think about good and evil the way that we do, they don't have the ability to sin. And so not having the ability to sin, they don't have the need of a savior. They don't have a, a higher purpose than what is here on this earth. Um, so I think the new heavens and new earth and that idea or concept should be kept in the context of like, there isn't a need for them to be in heaven. Perhaps they could be, but there isn't really a need because like going back to your son's example, mm-hmm. Like he wants Teddy to be there because he thinks Teddy uh, is a part of what makes him happy. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, like God is the one who makes us ultimately happy. And if we're before the beatific vision, we will be happy. We won't need Teddy there because happiness will be directly before us 24-7. If you you love Teddy, you will lose him. Mm. Mm. But if uh, if you hate your life, so to speak, you know, for Christ's sake... You will gain it. Now, what that gain looks like in a heavenly sense, again, that's where we just don't know. What we do know is that you can't hold on to this world and expect to, to keep it. Yeah, that's true. But if you do let go and you cooperate with God, we don't know. You know, eye has not seen, ear has not heard what he has prepared for us. Yeah. It's kind of C.S. Lewis was big on the topic and like mm-hmm. how that would look. And he, he posited that the only books you will have in your library in heaven are the ones that you gave away. <laughs> I love that. Oh, quote. interesting. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. why I buy multiple copies of all my favorites, you know, and just <laughs> cheating the system. Cheating the system. Yes. That's okay. amazing. Um, the, the other thing that makes me think about though, is that animals and especially pets, they're not, I mean, all animals, they're not just things. They are living creatures. Um, they're not, necessarily intellectual they they according to something i'm going to read in a little bit they don't have spirits the way that we have spirits um but i think that we still like i was thinking about the example of your son and what peter was saying that like that he was sad because the idea of losing something that made him happy but it's not Mm -hmm. a something it's a it's it's a it's a creature that he has a relationship with so it's the lack of that relationship that would make him sad uh, and and God is a God that loves relationship, and mm-hmm. it'd be kind of irresponsible of us to say, yeah, but God only cares about relationship between a person and another person, or whatever. Like we we don't know that God doesn't care about our relationship with our pet. A lot of times, people have emotional therapy pets that that really do. There's a, there's a really important place that that pet has in their life, and so I, I wouldn't want to dismiss. It'd be different than like if your son was feeling that way about a toy, right? Maybe. Because that's what Teddy Maybe. was, right? Teddy's a toy. Oh, I thought it was a real. No, no, no. Oh, I thought it was was one of your pets. Teddy bear. This was. Oh, so sorry. No. Okay, I misunderstood that. Teddy the bear. But it's a connected topic in the sense of we are talking about something non-human. Yeah. You know, and again, so in the moment, you know, like, (laughs) 
<laughs> what do you say to a kid? Yeah, totally. Um, my emphasis was on, listen, love God and trust that, you know, that, that he, that you will be perfectly satisfied. But mm-hmm. again, the details, I, you can't rule it out though. Yeah. Like, and even in that case, I would just, you know, say like, Te- yeah, Teddy will be in heaven. Like, <laughs> to, to avoid the crime. Sure. Whatever. So our next episode is going to be about, yeah. about white lies. Yeah, lying um, to your children. <laughs> I mean, like we have to, you know, meet our kids though exactly where they're at. And yeah, I'm sure yeah. you said something yeah, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. of that nature that, that comforted him or whatever. Um, but even that sense of like, that the the pet or the teddy bear like they they're a part of relationship that we have um or in a relationship with our animals like the reality is unfortunately uh, you know not all people i mean we hope that all will be saved but some people are making the choice not to pursue eternal life through their actions uh through their beliefs whatever it may be so and i want every one of my family members to be in heaven um but it's why I work so hard to share the gospel with them because I recognize that they might not go to heaven based upon, you know, what they believe or, or, or how they're living their lives. But when I get to heaven or say, I don't, I please God, I don't make it to heaven myself, but, and my brother does, for example, my brother's not going to be less happy because I'm not in heaven. Like, mm-hmm. because the, the fullness of everything that he needs, wants, desires will be there. Interesting. Um, so I think there's... Um, yeah, go ahead. So, yeah, it kind of, talking just now makes me think of St. Francis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And would you say his preaching of the gospel to the birds was just practice? He did that, right? Is that canonical? I don't know. I'm Is not it? sure if he did that. I, there's a lot of stories about him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Scratch that. Maybe he did. But I do think his, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, the the fraternity that he had with all of creation, specifically animals, mm-hmm. I think in some way... Um, it kind of points to this desire we have to ascribe some sort of personhood to animals as people. I think that's that, I, that I, person, personhood is the don't wrong. Don't use person. That's a very loaded so, term for Catholics. I'll but. just okay. Well, what's a well, I, I, diff- so, what do you so mean by I'll that? I'll give you an example. If if there's a a stray raccoon is at the door, someone might say something is at the door, right? But if it's a pet that you know and you care about, you know through that through that process of relationship, you would say someone is at the door. I wouldn't say that. Okay. No, I wouldn't say that either. Although, but I do know what you're trying to get at in the sense of we do, we do sense and at least act as if there is a, some sort of qualitative difference between the beasts and those beasts that we have domesticated and trained and, Ennobling. So what? Like that, what that is was Lewis, That's what Lewis. It's like a, I don't yeah. know what it is. A heightened yeah. dignity is what right. you're getting. That's at. all I'm trying to say. Nothing weird. <laughs> for the record, <laughs> this whole thing is weird. <laughs> but it's like the idea of like for you know we set boundaries for these animals and feed them a fence rather than it's not just a stray dog running around who somehow means less. Well, well, does yeah. it though? To us personally, to us personal subject, no differently than like my kids matter more to me than you do. Is that what you're getting at? I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Well, I just say that because inherently, so there's, there's um, a heightened dignity in an animal that we develop a relationship with in a sense, in terms of where that animal sits in our hearts and minds. Um, My cats matter more to me than other cats do. Um, But inherently a cat is a cat and a cat is an animal and it's on the same playing field as another animal. 
Whew, man, we're getting deep here. I don't know. Because, like, yeah, if if you if you if you're out in the woods and you kill a rabid dog, that's one thing. But if I kill your cat, well, but you're killing a rabid dog is not the same thing as killing okay, another killing, dog. Killing a dog, killing a wild right. dog versus killing your. And, and my point, is there any different? I don't know. What yeah. I'm not trying to say, I am yeah. not trying to say that that this is a lower dignity, like like that it matters less because they're animals. I'm saying that animals are animals, and like my my stepmother, she has such a beautiful compassion for animals that suffer, and she's mm-hmm. always picking up a suffering animal off the street, taking them to a shelter, like, and that is beautiful. Like they are feeling pain, even if they aren't a spiritual being, like they're suffering, and I I love. Um, uh, valuing this. It's very St. Francis and St. Francis esque to me, like to see they are beings too. They're, you know, uh, if you had to choose between helping a homeless person and helping an animal in some bizarre hypothetical, yeah. you obviously help the homeless person. Yeah, no, none of us are questioning that. No. Here. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. But like, just so but why would clear. it matter to help a suffering animal? Like what is, what, what dignity and importance does that even have? And I feel like it's pretty intrinsic like we all see that we would all feel that way. Is it just subjective or is there something objective there? Yeah. Well, so like Psalm 19 says all of creation, all of the firmament, like it proclaims the handiwork of God. Like, mm-hmm. so all of creation, everything that's created, like the master and, and something like the, the artist and, and his painting, like it says something about who God is and mm-hmm. all of it is created for God. Mm-hmm. So we care about intrinsically the animal because it comes from that which is ultimate good, God himself. Mm -hmm. So it, the creation, is good too, and we want to care for all of what we've been given dominion over, including the animals. So when the animal is suffering before us, we want to instinctively reach out to want to help them, Mm -hmm. because that is, um, it comes from the master artist, it comes from God himself. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why we have that inkling to do that. Yet at the same time... um, you know, in our culture and society, there's a lot of, whether it's, um, you know, the way that we process our meat and things of that nature that maybe we don't care about behind closed doors because, you know, we're like, well, I'm, I'm eating that. Right. So, so yeah, there's a lot of, that's very real. Yeah. So there's a lot of different directions we could, we could take it here. Uh, but if I might return us to that sense of detachment you were talking about before, like um, with the teddy bear and not necessarily needing the teddy bear when we go to heaven. There's a great story, and I can't remember who wrote it, um, but it talks about an Irishman who loved Ireland so much uh, that he wanted to take Ireland to heaven with him when he died, right? Have you guys heard this before? No. So um, he he's on his deathbed, and he was very <laughs> poor, and he reached down into the ground and grabbed uh, some dirt, uh, some Irish dirt, because he was going to take it to heaven with him, right? So he gets to, to heaven and he's at the pearly gates and St. Peter said, I'm sorry, you can't come in. You've lived a worthy life, but you can't bring anything into heaven with you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm not going into heaven without, you know, Ireland with me. Yeah. And St. Peter just, you know, he tries to convince him, doesn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jesus comes out, tries to convince him, but even Jesus himself can't convince him. So Jesus goes in and he gets his mom, the Blessed Virgin, to come. <laughs> and you know the Blessed Virgin comes out and she says, "Oh, sweetie, just just come home to heaven." And so moved by the presence of the Blessed Virgin, yeah. he's like, "All right." So he drops Ireland to the ground. He walks through the pearly gates, and behold, all of heaven is Ireland. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. So like the sense of all of what we desire and have here on earth and what we cling to and what yes. we desire to be in heaven forever, including our pets. Mm-hmm. If we can let go of the idea that our exact pet needs to be into heaven because God knows exactly what we need 
it will be there mm. in a sense and we will be fulfilled. Yeah. Yeah. And that gets back to a conversation we had when we were off camera. Mm. Um, I made the comment that from my perspective, I would theorize that if God in his mercy and his love for us were to um, have our pets in heaven with us, it wouldn't actually be literally our pet because it, what, when we go to heaven, that's like a spiritual thing. That is our spirit, which is undying. What? New, new body, man. Resurrection here. Yeah, right. But that's because we are spiritual. Like, all right, let me, let me pull out the quote that, do it, do it, do um, so this is the book, uh, Theology for Beginners. I'm sorry we have to go back to the beginner stage for you oh, guys. Yeah, I, uh, that's right. I appreciate <laughs> any, any Gnostic novel or anything. Chew, chew up the <laughs> carrots first before you feed them to me here. Um, all right, so... Gross. <laughs> so this... Uh, actually, before I read that, there's one sentence here I'm going to read at the beginning. We will wait patiently. Spirit is the being which has a permanent hold upon what it is so that it can never become anything else. Okay. So if we were just material and we die, that's the end of the story, but it's because of our spirit, the fact that we are spiritual rather to sound less dualistic. Um, that is why we continue on because that does not end. And so then moving from page 17 to page 76, um, in this, we are unique. No other being is compound of spirit and matter as we are. Angels are spirit with no matter to complicate it. Cats are matter with no spirit to complicate it. Every living body, plant, animal, man has a principle of life. That is, it has a consti constituent which accounts for its being alive. This is its soul. So it's drawing a contrast between the word spirit and the word soul. Mm -hmm. uh, soul is almost like the life force, the, the being of, of being alive in a mm -hmm. sense. Um, the, souls, the souls, the life principles of plants and animals produce no vital activities which rise above its matter. They are marvelous enough. They animate the body. In plants, they make possible movement and growth and reproduction. In animals, some faint likeness of knowledge, some faint beginning of social life as well. But the soul of man not only animates the body, it has powers of its own, powers utterly outside the possibilities of matter. So the pet is not, does not have a spiritual component that continues on. So in my perception of the situation, if we have our pets in heaven, it's God recreating them, even if he recreates them and restores the, you know, the memories and the experiences that made that pet what it is for us but it wouldn't literally be like the spirit of our pet, but maybe our experience of that relationship with the pet would remain the same regardless. Because there's no it <clears throat> exactly. as far as we know and can tell. Right. I'm not sure if we can be definitive on this because it's beyond our, but, but, but yeah, the, I, that, that would be the thing is that there's not an, there is a you that is Rob Holler. There isn't a you that is precisely that's at least the, the position mm -hmm. here being articulated. Yeah. It just seems hard to like, I don't know. It seems hard to know that mm. with definitive, like I know a lot of theologians have said so. And some have said otherwise. It just seems difficult. Well, because we can say positive things about humans because that comes to us through mm -hmm. Revelation. God has told us what we are, mm -hmm. but we don't have a sort of definitive thing about, again, the details of heaven, mm -hmm. 
about what exactly it means for an animal to 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 be a strictly material thing without a spiritual element. We can't get outside of that to examine it scientifically. Um, so we, we can only know, speculate about what that means. But we do know from like the creation accounts that we were made differently than the other animals. So for example, you know, even just that a part of us, um, we have divinity mm-hmm. as, a, as a part of what we are. Like God breathed the breath of life into us in a different way than any of the other parts of creation. And so there's a distinction between the the plants and the animals that he created certainly at a, at a spiritual level, a very big distinction between that and what we are. Right. We just don't know the nature of that distinction fully. Mm-hmm. At a minimum, it's that we have, we've been implanted with divinity. Like it's intrinsically part of what we are as humans in contrast to anything else. And that divinity is, you know, the spiritual component. And so I'd say there's two, there's two questions here. One is trying, you know, the, the nature of animals, qua animals, you know, the, as they are. But then I think that, that the question I do want to make sure we get back to is again, this, this speculation of Lewis is that do we, does something happen differently in those beasts that we ennoble, you know, that, uh, that, that are our pets that, uh, like, are we almost in a sense breathing that breath of life into the animals? Does something happen to them? You know, and, and here, try this one on for size. What happens to art in heaven? Does, does Be- is Beethoven's ninth in heaven somehow? You know, if, you, if you're a great painter on earth and you paint a bunch of stuff, now certainly if you're attached to those paintings, that could keep you out of heaven. You know, that story is like mm-hmm. a really good one. But is that painting just gone? I'm going to say yes. Just like marriage is gone. Well, you don't. <laughs> that's a whole other topic. Here. Exactly. But the idea, what that I guess, means the idea too. of the painting, the image of the painting, like, do we we just forget and no, shed? No, cer- certainly we don't our, forget it. All of our experience, and like, I was, I don't know. I, well, going back to Lewis, I think he has, and I'm trying to think where exactly it's at, but he said like, all art, culture, civilization will one day cease. Mm-hmm. The only thing that will last into eternity is this, is the eternal souls that are now present before your senses. Mm-hmm. Like, so I might say yes too, although that pains me very much because there mm-hmm. are some beautiful works of art, but it doesn't necessarily mean art itself will be gone, mm-hmm. but maybe the works on this side of the eternal, you know. Right. Well, but again, time. so we don't know the details of what it means that there will be a new heavens and a new earth. We, we're left to speculate on what that. Means. And there's obviously music, which is art, because we see accounts of that in heaven, in a sense, right? Like the angels singing, holy, holy, holy. And I, I just think that what we understand art to be might be, might, might be what fades away. Because right now, art lifts us, it elevates us, and is, is meant to be transcendent, in a sense, mm-hmm. to the beautiful, to, to the divine. But when we are in a full... In, you know, in a fully like intertwined union with God that, that goes beyond anything that we could imagine um, with another person here on earth in marriage or like when we're in union with divinity in heaven, we need not anything to point us to that. Like it's there. And so it might play a different role. But right. just because it is there, I guess the, you know, one thing I've always liked about the idea of God is like he's, it's kind of like a, a more generous love. Oh, sure. In a way that like, just because God completely fulfills us doesn't mean we don't need our friends. Mm-hmm. Because that's family. the way that the Lord has set or, things up. You know, yeah. what greater beauty and love, you know, it's not greater than God. Mm-hmm. But he, I think there's a desire for, you know, more generosity and more love. 
And that I think part of that desire is what invites us into that mm-hmm. relationship with God. Yeah. Well, and we see that in the creation accounts, right? Like we started out in a beautiful relationship with God that was incredible. Yeah. And even in that context before the fall, he created everything he created, the plants, the animals uh, for our sake. And who's to say he wouldn't similarly want something in the new right. earth? Because even on this side of heaven, again, especially as Catholics, we have an appreciation for Hey, this fairy tale that we live in, maybe other fairy tales have different laws, but in this fairy tale that God has made and put us in, he works through matter. He, he makes us body and soul. He, ha- he works through relationships. He works through sacraments, you know, uh, wine and bread and water. Like he uses things. He's instrumental. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to, even now on this side of heaven, he doesn't have to do any of those things, but that's the way he's decided to set up this particular fairy tale we live in. And so, um, Again, we don't know the details of of that new heaven and new earth necessarily. It, it a lot of it, I think, is properly speculative. Well, it's kind of neat because we have little like glimpses mm-hmm. even in divine revelation, like when Jesus comes back. Mm-hmm. Like, so he has the body, but yeah. yet he can walk through walls. Yeah, like, right. Yeah. He has the body. And he doesn't need food, but he yet he eats fish. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's so breakfast. Some, so it's, it's going to be really exciting to see how God kind yeah. of works it all out. And we can have like, part of me's wanted to look at the camera the whole time and talk to those people who love their pets. <laughs> like, like we do it, Pete, do it. Uh, look I, at the camera. Which yeah, camera? Yeah, yeah. There's too many. Um, Pull Joe Biden. But, but, that <laughs> but that said, I'm not going there. Um, Come on, I get myself in yeah. enough trouble with politics in this past <laughs> couple months, but, um, that sense of like the God of the universe who made light and dark and the, the seas and the mountains out of nothing, like is going to be able to figure this out. Yeah. Yeah. We not like worried that we'll be somehow incomplete, Mm -hmm. but yet if this is the way that, if this is the modus operandi, the way that God has operated before, you know, the second coming, then we can imagine the second coming, you know, He's probably still going to work and, and operate through, sure. you know, these relationships that we have and yeah. praise God for that. Well, in bringing up the resurrection of the body, like I think you did earlier, John Mark, and tying that to what you just said with what we see in the resurrected Christ. Um, you know, it's really interesting. It'd be really to, to read those accounts about the resurrected Christ in, in the gospel and in the, the Acts of the Apostles and think like, oh, that that's that's because he's God. Right. And he, mm-hmm. he can do whatever he wants. But if you really sit down and, and think about it, that's a broader uh, question because Christ uh is the new Adam as well. And he's meant, we're, we're meant to be what Christ and Mary were in a sense in our lives. And so if you consider that, what does that look like for our own resurrected bodies? And really what we see in Christ with his um, material body, which was truly material, which is why he challenged Thomas to touch him. It wasn't just a vision. It was truly material body yet. It had these incredible abilities um, that, would blow our minds to see it blew their minds to see it. Mm-hmm. It frightened them initially. Right. And, um, and it's just interesting to consider like that actually might also be where we're headed. In the, in the, sorry, you, you do all, I'll, I'll hold on. Well, I did, just what you just said, just makes me think of like, um, why I love being Catholic so much because the Catholic loves, uh, the things of the earth so very well. in the context of like, even salvation isn't just about, us getting to heaven and that's it, but it's being born into a family, yeah. born mm-hmm. into the Trinity. And Augustine said, you know, that God became partakers of our humanity so that humanity may be partakers of his divinity. Mm-hmm. So we have this beautiful invitation 
to live right now the divine life. St. Teresa of Avila said, it's heaven all the way to heaven. Yes. So like right now, and that's why we bless our cars, we bless our homes, you know. Mm -hmm. We bless our pets. We bless yeah. our pets, right. Because mm -hmm. all of these things yeah. declare the handiwork and glory of God. And, and if we're glory. truly going to have material bodies, which we, in our understanding from a Catholic standpoint, that is that the is case. That is thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, then what we should assume that the new heaven and new earth uh, will relate to that body in, a, in material ways. And so it isn't just this um, incredible, uh, infinite bliss that we'll experience in heaven as like an abstract idea, but like okay. we will have a truly material existence that surpasses what we understand right now, but it will be truly material in many ways, which we right. saw in the resurrected Christ. As such, we should assume that there, there are going to be implications to that. Like, why wouldn't we have pets? Why wouldn't we have homes? You know, what does that so look like? Again, I think, again, practically speaking here, the, the, the two dangers that we want to stay away from, and we've talked about these both, is that on the one hand, we don't want this kind of speculation. This kind of speculation could be a negative thing if what it leads us to is to, is to hold on too tightly to this world. Right. Where it might interfere with love and relationship. It should do know. the opposite. Right. So we don't want that. But we also don't want to... to um, drift too much in the other direction that has happened many times in the church, which is to kind of drift into this, you know, spirit, good body, bad. That is, that is so thoroughly uncatholic. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so thoroughly contrary to what we have in the incarnation. You know, Christ made us this way for a purpose. He made us humans. He made our human nature for a purpose. And he came down and took on flesh to show us what that looked like. That integrated a whole a life in abundance could look like. And so Christians have always been having to recorrect and bring it back to the middle where, okay, yeah, we're not going to over speculate about what that will mean in the next life. But here and now we are called to be, you know, human in the fullest in imitation of Christ and his, and his great saints, mm -hmm. you know, so it's, it's striking a balance there, taking it back to where this all started with the animal stuff. Yeah. Um, again, that's why even, you know, like when, when, uh, when our, our sons or daughters ask about these things, I think what we do, we want to stay right in that, that proper realm of speculation. Dominic, I do not know how to answer that question. What I do know is that God is good. He made you a human being. He gave you a body. He made this earth. He made all these good things for purposes. And you, and as long as you re remain attached to him, you won't be lacking in any good thing, mm. any bit of fulfillment. And that's what we have to hold on to while we then have fun speculating about <laughs> what yeah. it might be, you know? And that reminds yeah. me of Andrew Reinhardt's most recent uh, two episodes. Yeah, on, this is like his... It, like, it, it really, really is. We really should, he should have been here. here. <laughs> uh, but in his last two episodes on Physically Spiritual, he talked yeah. about like really ultimately what's at the core of any sin is um, a lie and that believing a lie. And mm -hmm. that lie is that God doesn't love us enough to provide whatever uh, source of, you know, um, uh, well-being or health or whatever. And so like, you know, he brought up the example of going back to the garden of Eden, you know, the very first sin was, uh, the, the source of that was a lie. And it was the lie that God doesn't want us to be like him when it literally says before that, that he made us in his image and likeness. Yeah. Uh, and, and in a similar way, like if I, as, as, as a man, if I feel like I have to provide for my family and blah, 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 blah like, you know, God provides for my family mm -hmm. and me, kind of taking the bull by the horns in a way that makes me a worse father or a worse husband, um, and maybe even worse at my job, uh, by not trusting God enough. If I have too much of a ninja grip on my right. job, on my work, 
then the, the, that lie, the sin there, the lie is that I provide for my family and God yeah. is not the provider. And so like, I love that example you brought up about the teddy bear. Like, you know, if we're rooted in, in, in the confidence that God wants us to have true happiness and peace and, and that he truly wants to provide what's best for us, then if the bear is that, why not? But we don't know. Yep. Don't be like Lenny. Don't be like Lenny from mice of mice and men. Anyone? All right, moving on. <laughs> well, so he loves the what is a bunny too much. We're, oh, we're called to Sad. you know in to image God and to image I think His creativity. You know, and so that that doesn't mean we we say okay, step aside, God. I'm gonna do this on my own. But it also doesn't mean that we step back and say okay, God, go ahead, do my life for me. No, yeah. He wants to work through you. Um, we're to walk humbly with God in that. And um, you know, going back to the example of art, you know. My speculation on this topic where we started off with, with the animals thing is that, you know, we, we do image God when we create, mm-hmm. whether we're a high artist doing paintings and, or music or something like that, or whether we're, it's low art, the, the art of the common man. We just had an episode on, on Teresa's and my show about Loved that episode. property is the art of democracy. What you do with your home to yeah. build a home, to, 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 to grow a family, so to speak, in cooperation with God. You know, you've imaged God in that creativity, that, that art of that building, that beautiful thing with God. And my speculation on pets would be, what if maybe that's something of what happens to the beasts when we, when we, uh, domesticate an animal and we train them and they're able to, you know, catch the little thing in their mouth or roll over and play dead, whatever. Maybe there's something of art of imaging God in ennobling, just like God. Oh, interesting. Us. Maybe we ennoble the beasts in some way. And if, if in some way our, the art, the things that we create on earth, the relationships, those are somehow uh, renewed and made more perfect in heaven, speculatively. Maybe that's some, maybe, maybe that could be the answer to the question of what happens to Fido. <laughs> <laughs> pure speculation here. Pure. Speculation. Yeah. I, I find that to be very fascinating. That's very interesting. All right. Any other discussion. Thoughts? Yeah. 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 yeah I, I was, I was really anticipating that it would kind of help us to even navigate like understanding of ourselves more, yeah. uh, which I think, I think it did for me. Um, and I, I hope, I pray that it did that for you as well. Yeah. I, mean, I hope that's what we exemplify here, the, yeah. know, especially at this time in our country and our culture, like there's a lot of strong feelings and a lot of confusion, but if we get down to the words, the meanings, the definitions that we can have good conversations where we come out at least understanding our own thoughts and mm-hmm. being able to articulate them a bit better. And that's, we need more of that. So yeah, this is a helpful exercise in that, hopefully. That's beautiful. All right. Any closing thoughts? All right. So, uh, John Mark, uh, could you do me a favor and, uh, tell the people how they can help us get even lighting. <laughs> if you want to help Nick have even lighting and continue to feed his kids and his oh pets. Oh my gosh. We, we are not receiving a salary from Awaken Catholic, so it's not that. Awakencatholic.org slash donate. If you like this show, if you like the things that are happening on Awaken Catholic, you know, beautiful art proclaiming truth through beauty. Uh, if you'd like to be part of that, if you want to see more of that, uh, we'd, We'd love your support. AwakenCatholic.org slash donate. You can be part of the Awaken Nation. All kinds of neat perks going along with that. More to come in the future. That's right. You can also download the Hallow app, which is a great app uh, for you to take with your morning cup of coffee or your your tea before you go to bed or anytime throughout the day. I don't know why I always go to the morning and evening stuff. It's a Christian meditation app. It's beautifully implemented. Um, We find it very useful. Many of us here at the Nation use it. Um, and if you download the Hallow app at hallow.app slash awaken and get the 30 day free premium 
trial subscription that supports our ministry. Did I get it all? You nailed it. It's it's hard. There's a lot there. All right. Gentlemen, thank you so much uh, for diving into this uh, topic. And thank you for uh, watching and or listening. Uh, And please join us next time or check out the other shows on Awakened Catholic. And uh, have a good one. This show and all media on Awakened Catholic is made possible by the Awakened Nation and the Hollow app. The Awakened Nation is a community of people like you who support all things Awaken for as cheap as a cup of coffee a week and get access to exclusive content. Learn more by visiting awakencatholic.org slash donate. Hollow is the only audio-guided Catholic prayer app focused on contemplative prayer and traditional Catholic meditation such as Lexio Divina, Daily Examine, and the Rosary. We here at Awaken all use Hollow every day and love it. To learn more or give it a try, visit hello.app slash awaken.